Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian, kick to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Page. Or Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown, Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students, leading by 10, here's Van Pelt, he's at the 5, touchdown Colorado State! What's up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. I am Justin Michael, and we are going to talk a little bit of hoops today. Also going to talk a little bit of football, you know, with CSU being on a bye. As I said yesterday, we have, you know, a little bit of time to just kind of focus on that Fresno State game, but I am going to talk about the secondary today and just the pass defense uh, in general and kind of you know, what my thoughts on it are. And really, I mean, I've been kind of impressed with the, with the past coverage for a lot of the season. So we'll talk about that more later. Uh, but we have some news today with the Mountain West and the A-10 conference announcing the matchups for the 2020-2021 Mountain West A-10 challenge. I took a little bit of heat on Twitter because, you know, I posted that I was hearing that CSU was going to host Richmond um for this challenge and then like the press release came out basically at the exact same time so everyone i was like oh yeah you know hearing aka looking at the press release i didn't see the press release when i tweeted it i wouldn't have phrased it that way uh but you know all jokes are fair twitter.com you win some you lose some Uh, i got you know some info from the people that i normally talk to when it comes to basketball uh sources that have certainly done well by me in the past and it's not like they were wrong uh, it just made me look a little bit dorky with how i posted it uh, basically at the same time as that press release but as i said you know you win some you lose some a lot of interesting matchups uh the csu slated to host richmond don't really know a ton about richmond if we're being completely honest they went 13 and 20 last year 6 and 12 finished 10th in the a10 conference Uh, The one thing that jumped out to me, though, with just some of my half-assed internet research is that 
The Richmond team should be fairly experienced this year. They only had three seniors on the roster last season. None of them played in an important role, so you know you didn't really lose a whole lot of key guys there last year. The roster really made up by a by a trio. They got a good guard, a good wing, and a good big man, and you know that's kind of a good good foundation for success. Six foot ten, two hundred and sixty five pound forward Grant Golden. Uh, definitely their best player, 17.2 points per game last year, 7.1 rebounds, three and a half assists. So you got to love a big man that can dish it out as well. Uh, they definitely got a decent little point guard and Jacob Gilliard as well. He averaged 16.2 points per game last year, 2.9 rebounds, 5.2 assists. So I really think those two are kind of the, just the foundation of their, their scoring for sure. Uh, like I said, I didn't watch a ton of Richmond last year, so I don't want to imply that I'm an expert on them or anything like that. I'll certainly research them more as we get closer to it. This game doesn't take place this season. It's next season, so it's not really, you know, not really worth uh, just diving into in great detail because a lot of the players on the roster this year uh, won't even necessarily be around next year. But CSU hosts Richmond, good chance to get some east coast exposure for csu basketball they definitely have a midwest presence with the recruiting and then i think naturally you get exposure on the west coast with so many california schools being in the mountain west uh but this is just a chance to get you know some eyes on the other side of the country on csu chance for the rams to potentially get a win over you know a program that gets some decent exposure the a10 league it's a pretty good basketball conference i mean it's a lot of fun i don't think it's necessarily like the best I don't it's not this isn't the sexiest matchup in the world uh CSU certainly didn't draw the toughest team in the league they finished 10th last year but we'll see uh you know how experienced they are coming back next year some of the other matchups from that uh Tuesday December 1st 2020 will be the first official matchup that will be Utah State at Davidson that actually could be kind of an interesting matchup Davidson one of those teams that always seems to make things interesting if they make it to the NCAA tournament. And then Utah State obviously had a ton of success last year. They're projected to win the conference this year. Who knows where they'll be at next season, but it makes sense to see why they would just give the Aggies a prominent game given on how that program seems to be trending in the right direction. A couple days later, or one day later, I should say, Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020, you have more action. UNLV at VCU, another game that could be could be good. I think that's another one where you're kind of scheduling UNLV based on their history, and that game I could see it like being you know on ESPN or something like that. Uh, but Saint Bonaventure will go to New Mexico. That game also on Wednesday, December second, twenty twenty, and then the rest of the games will conclude that weekend, Saturday, December fifth, twenty twenty. San Diego State will travel to St. Louis. George Mason will travel to Fresno State. Boise State will go to Rhode Island. Air Force at St. Joseph's. Richmond comes to CSU. Duquesne goes to Wyoming. And then on Sunday, December 6, 2020, you get the rare Sunday college basketball game with Dayton at Nevada. Another one of those Dayton every now and then kind of makes some noise in the tournament. I'm, I'm intrigued by the possibility of what this challenge can be and I think it could be kind of fun I mean see the Mountain West had the you know Missouri Valley challenge with for a while and 
there were some really good games in that. It was fun when Wichita State came to Moby Arena a couple years back. So I'm intrigued by anything that can potentially just raise the profile of the Mountain West on a national level. I think that the Mountain West is a basketball conference more than a football conference. I know revenue and and certain points you can make arguments otherwise, but I do think in terms of just competitiveness from top to bottom, sheer excitement, um, venues for sure. I mean, the Mountain West basketball venues around the league are a lot better than the football venues. They're just more fun. I think it's a more exciting game. You have a lot more just rivalries and history between teams. And ultimately, I just think college basketball is a whole lot of fun. Not taking any shots at college football. Obviously, it's great. I love college football season. Not much better. But there's just something about Mountain West college basketball that's it's just a lot of fun. I look forward to it every year. It's definitely my favorite part of the job. And I'm excited that we're going to get to start talking more basketball on the podcast in the coming weeks, certainly in the coming months. But, you know, we still have plenty of football to talk about. And we're going to dive into the, the secondary a little bit, talk about, you know, whether maybe we maybe we gave up on the defense a little prematurely. Uh, the pass defense, the pass coverage certainly has been pretty solid, at least for the last month. That Toledo game, a little bit of an outlier, but we'll talk about that and more after the break. Also going to play a little bit of audio from Rashad Ajayi. Had a chance to talk with him before the New Mexico game about his injury, and I think it just gives a little bit more context to what he's been going through this season and, you know, why he hasn't been the Rashad Ajayi that I think we expected this year and that we came to to know last season. So we'll talk about that after the break, but we're going to take just a quick second to shout out our sponsor, Breckenridge Brewery. We'll be right back. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. If you're anything like me, you're probably going to spend this weekend watching, oh, I don't know, 25 to 30 straight hours of football between college and pros. Why not crack open a few cold ones while you're at it? I recommend anything by Breckenridge Brewery. They're obviously our friends, and I have nothing but great things to say about them. But honestly, they're just one of my favorite local breweries in general. Whether it's the Avalanche Ale, Colorado Core, Strawberry Sky, nobody offers a you know broader selection and just better variety than Breckenridge Brewery. Highly recommend you pick up a 12-pack or you know head on down to the Littleton Brew House and have a beer. Tell them DNVR Rams sent you. Welcome back to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Remember to check them out online at canyonglutenfree.com. You can grab a coupon and check out their awesome local selection. You know, as I talked about before the break there, we're going to talk here a little bit just about the secondary and, you know, maybe we gave up on them a little prematurely after that CU loss. I think there were a lot of people kind of thinking, oh man, here we go again. This defense is just going to get torched time and time again. Uh, you know, it's been up and down for sure. There have been high points and low points, but as a whole, the pass coverage, it's been pretty good this year. They're, CSU's only given up 177 yards through the air per game. Uh, the problem, of course, is you're still giving up 221 yards per game on the ground, so the run defense has not been good. It's It's been real bad, if we're being honest, but 
I know New Mexico's passing offense is it's terrible. It's absolutely awful. There's really no other way to put it. But, you know, holding them to 89 passing yards, that's definitely impressive. You get your third interception of the season. That's one thing that I think you would like to see from this defense just a little bit more consistently force more turnovers. CSU's still way in the negative when it comes to the turnover margin. Uh, Part of that has to do with all the dang fumbles, but that is another conversation to, to be had. Prior to New Mexico, you know, the San Diego State game, you do give up three passing touchdowns, but you only give up 147 passing yards. That's one of those where you kind of got beat on the ground a little bit up and down the field, and then they threw a couple of touchdowns. So it is what it is. Overall, a pretty decent showing from the secondary in that game. Uh, Utah State, same deal, 204 passing yards from Jordan Love. Most of that came in the first half. Two passing touchdowns, two interceptions as well. Uh, Toledo, the worst game this season, at least in terms of passing yardage allowed. Toledo torched CSU for 436 yards, four touchdowns. Arkansas, 305 through the air, three scores. Western Illinois, 151 yards to the air, one touchdown. And then CU, 232 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, So, you know, like I said, up and down. But for the past month or so, been pretty good since you got torched against Toledo. You have three straight league games in which you hold your opponent to under 210 passing yards. That's pretty good. A lot of the times, you know, that's going to be a recipe for success if you could, you know, emulate that on a just a long-term basis. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to say about this defense. It's kind of, it's been weird. Like the more you dive into these numbers, the more questions you have are they good? Are they bad? Are they playing bad offenses? Uh, one, here are uh, just a couple of key observations that I have, at least over the last month, that have, have kind of factored into CSU stepping things up. One, obviously, the the pass rush has been better. Philip Jan Bombeck has been a huge part of that. He's been a stud at defensive end. One of the things we joked about yesterday, also potentially going to be the kicker. He's gotten a couple opportunities in practice Who knows, maybe he'll get one in a game at this point, but he's been really great at just wrecking havoc back there and forcing the quarterback to throw the football before he wants to, getting to the quarterback a couple of times as well. In the secondary, a couple of key things. I think the safeties have been better in pass coverage this season. That was a huge problem for CSU in 2018. The safeties had no idea what they were doing at times. You could just see they were running out there uh, looking like their heads were cut off, but they just had no idea, no rhyme or reason. This year, it seems to be a lot more concise. You're not seeing the guys running, you know, 40 yards downfield wide open every single game like you did in that 2018 season. It felt like at least once per game, CSU got beat with like a 50 or 60 yard passing touchdown where, you know, you don't even have a DB within 15, 20 yards of the receiver. That has not been the case this year. And I think Jamal Hicks deserves a lot of credit. He has been much better in pass coverage this season. He's always been good against the run. He's always been a a thumper, a great hitter uh, factor in that sense, but he needed to improve in his pass coverage, and I think we've seen him be more consistent this year, and we're starting to see that pay dividends, especially in conference play. You know, one of the things that I've heard come up time and time again is where is Rashad Ajayi or when he's out there, what's going on? Uh, He's been battling a hip injury for most of the season. I'm going to play some audio here. And just a second, from from uh, prior to the New Mexico game, I actually meant to play this earlier in the week and just kind of forgot it, but it's not like the talent has suddenly disappeared or 
I don't think CSU fans have I don't think you have a ton to worry about. I mean, he's he's going to be okay moving forward. He's just got to get you know through this injury that's kind of plagued him throughout the year. Uh, if there's a silver lining, it's definitely been Keevan Bailey. He's been really good in the opportunities that he's been given. I I just I love to watch him play out there. He's so aggressive when it comes to attacking the ball and there are certainly going to be times where he gets beat or gives up catches because of this because he plays so aggressive but we're also seeing you know him get some pass deflections he had the interception a couple weeks back uh so yeah you know him and Andre Neal both they're they're a lot of fun to watch just because of the their style their aggressive attack it reminds me a lot of you know that Seattle secondary from the 2013-2012 that whole era uh, they just play really physical. They attack the football. They want to go up and get it and not the, allow the receiver to go up and make a play. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, you have to be a great athlete. You have to really understand both your coverage and what the wide receivers are doing to be able to play this way. But if you can do it, man, you can force a lot of turnovers. And we've seen that, at least in glimpses over the last month. Uh, Andre Neal and Keevan, they're different, but they just play really aggressive. I think Keevan, probably one of the best true athletes on the football team in terms of just ability to leap, you know, lateral quickness, speed, the the whole package. I mean, he's just a phenomenal athlete. Not surprising, you know, given his family roots, but Andre Neal, really lanky, um, has the ability to close on the football really quickly, can kind of make up for his mistakes because of that ability to cover ground quickly. And more than anything, I think you just see he just loves football, man. He's a lot of fun. He's been through a lot. And to see him have success the way he has been having, is it's cool. I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone that this season hasn't sucked. It certainly has. It's been a frustrating experience for the players. It's been a horrible experience for the fans, the coaches, everyone. I mean, the media, nobody wants to, nobody wants to go through a losing season like this, especially after last year and how hard that season was. But you know there are there are things about this team that I think you need to recognize. There has been growth. There has been just improvement. I mean, all across the board, the the offense obviously it's kind of a weird situation right now. But when you lose your starting quarterback for the season, I just there's only so much that you can do. I do think we will see this offense come into their own a little bit with Warren Jackson. If you didn't listen to the draft pod with Andre and Henry definitely do so he gets some some draft love there and I need to go on there because I honestly think well one I my perspective on Warren uh, should be at least somewhat valid I have covered him his entire career I was on the sidelines when he caught those touchdowns at Alabama almost got run over have the videos and photos to prove it but the thing about Warren man is he has potential to be a legit number one wide receiver in the NFL. I'm not talking, you know, on the roster, any of that. I know there have been a lot of flashy guys that have come through CSU and had a ton of collegiate success and were great college receivers and are ultimately having, you know, nice pro careers as well. You know, Rashard Higgins, Ola BC Johnson, Michael Gallup, all of these dudes, they're all carving out nice careers for themselves. I know BC and Preston uh, just starting, but Warren can be, better than all of them he he really can and I I wouldn't have thought that two years ago it's it's a credit to him for how hard he's worked both with his 
route running and his blocking. He's just a complete player, man. He's really hard to block. Obviously, his frame helps. I mean, he's a huge dude. Really, really strong. Um, I, th- I think that's one thing that just really gets underestimated about him is he's crazy strong. And you see it when he's in his run blocking. I mean, he'll just take a DB and throw him around the field like a rag doll. But Warren's ability to just high point the football, his complete ability to run most of the routes. I don't think he necessarily runs a total route tree yet. That that may be wrong. I don't want to speak out of place. I haven't seen it all yet. Uh, that's one thing you saw with BC is he just ran a ton of different routes. But I think part of it also is that the offense has just been kind of limited with what they could run. Uh, based on the offensive line's struggles over the last five or six weeks and Patrick O'Brien's accuracy issues at times and just a variety of factors, Warren being hurt. But I think if he stays healthy, man, he can do the sky's the limit. Let's just say that. The sky is the limit for Warren Jackson. And I'm excited to see what he can do for the rest of the season, Uh, hopefully a senior season. You never know at this point. You know, he could elect to declare... For the draft, I don't necessarily think that would be the greatest decision, but, you know, I mean, you can't ever blame somebody if they think they have an opportunity to go make millions, but, you know, we will see. We're going to talk about that more in depth. As the season goes on, we have plenty to talk about with this football team. There is still a lot to play for. I know this season has not gone the way that anyone hoped that it would, but yeah, five games left. We'll see what they can do. I think this Fresno State game is actually going to be fairly winnable. I mean, it's tough on the road, but it's not necessarily going to be the most brutal home environment that you're going into. I'm not saying that Fresno State has bad fans. I just don't necessarily view it as like a hostile environment, and they've been struggling. So we'll see. Maybe the Rams can build off some of that offensive success, uh, particularly Patrick O'Brien to Warren Jackson. Can they solve some of these ball security issues that have made everyone want to rip their hair out? And can they stop the run? Because like, you know, like we talked about throughout this podcast, the pass coverage overall has been pretty good. It's been pretty consistent. They've done a good job even against good quarterbacks. But you're going to have to face a couple of decent quarterbacks here down the stretch. So we'll see how it plays out. Plenty to talk about as the season goes on. Uh, I am excited to go out to Fresno next week. First time I'll have ever been there in person, so that'll be neat for me. We will have podcasts and content and all everything you could expect from us and more uh, from there. Make sure you're keeping an eye on the site. I, I know it's been a little bit of a slow week written-wise uh, with it being the bye week, but I am working on a lot of stuff that I'm pretty excited about. So I think you guys are going to like what we've got cooking. Anyways, Broncos play tonight, Thursday night. Tough matchup with the Chiefs, but... Hoping they can hoping they can get it done. I'm a Broncos fan through and through, as a lot of you are as well. Uh, hopefully they can get it done. So just going to end my podcast with a little go Broncos. I know this is the DNVR Rams podcast. We're talking college football, uh, but always got love in my heart for the Broncos. So have a good Thursday night, everyone. Have a good Friday, depending on when you're listening to this. And yeah, go Broncos. For non-punishment reasons, what I've been told is that you're typically the last person to leave the field. You like yeah. to do a lot of indie reps with the receivers. What do you get out of that? And just, is that just you know more work, basically? Oh uh, yeah, just to help um, help my crowd get better. Um, I mess up a lot of my technique a lot of times in practices and games, and I feel like staying extra after practice 
we'll just hope that's all be better in the game. You know, Bubba said you've kind of been battling some injuries the last couple of weeks, haven't really been 100%. Yeah. You know, what's been bothering you, and how close are you to being healthy? Um, it's been my hip, uh, my itis pubis bone. Um, it's not a thing that could, I could like stretch or coat up that I get it better. It's just gonna have to get better with time. Um, so right now I'm just trying to play through it. But it's been tough these past couple of weeks. I, um, I've been stopping like in the game like halftime. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I'm trying to play through it for this part, for the most part. For a competitive person like yourselves, it's just making that much more frustrating. It's just like an injury you kind of have to wait out. Yeah, it's definitely frustrating knowing that I'm not really at 100 and I can't really open or break or run full speed like I want to. Um, and it's, yeah, it definitely hurts. Um, I get frustrated at times, but I know I got to still be, have good energy, have positive energy on the sideline to help my teammates. Um, Cause I'm known as a leader on this team. So I can't really let that affect the way I act on the field. Like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.